Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hello and welcome. So today's episode is called The Darkness of the Womb. And I don't mean for it to bring darkness, but rather for it to bring light in our lives. Today we're going to talk about how we're dealing with the pandemic, but looking at it from an angle of our future and how we're going to move into our future. So this episode is created just to support you in your journey, and I'll tell you more specifics in a moment. So right now, I am sitting at my office, and I just want to breathe in because I want to talk more from my heart than my head. Most of us right now are sitting with our hearts in our hands, and we might feel a little bit lost. And so I just wanted to sit with you today, and I'm not sure what you're doing, but I'm sure that if you're at home, that you are trying to make decisions about what to do next in your business and your life. So I kind of nestled into my office, which I spend a lot of time here and I meditate here as well. And I have homemade banana bread sitting next to me with a little bit of butter and one piece that has just a dollop of crunchy peanut butter because my son invited me to try this. (laughs) He's still recovering from knee surgery downstairs and he's doing much better, I must say. So thank you for all those that have asked me about him. And I also have a homemade chai tea which used to be one of my favorite things in the past. And so I made it with this really good um, chai that I've purchased from a company that it was also homemade. And then I've warmed some milk and even put sugar in the milk. So I do notice for myself that I'm craving sugar. And you know what? I'm not apologizing for it. Because I believe why a lot of us are craving sugar is we're looking for sweetness in life. Some of our sweetness has been removed for the moment. And I'm inviting you to ask three questions of yourself moving forward. And I believe that this is going to help with our pivot. So the three questions I'm inviting you to ask is... What have I lost? I think it's a very healthy thing right now to actually sit for a moment, not make it a permanent thing, but sit for a moment and think about the things that you've lost. And that's question number one. Question number two, what have I gained? And I invite you to spend the most time with this question. 
And the third question is, what am I now committed to moving forward to in this moment? So during this um, creation of the episode, you might hear me take a sip or I might put a piece of banana bread in my mouth. (laughs) So my unfortunate thing for now, and this is true revealing true confessions, is that I so love and adore being able to do my podcast. And although I've had ideas, I've felt hesitant to actually do them. And some of us might have been feeling some emotions. And I want to talk about your emotions before your questions. And one of the, um, one of the things that I'm going to invite you to think about is because some things have gone away and we're going to be asking, you know, that question, I also want to look at what is it that, I shouldn't say what is it, but I want to invite you to think about what's happened in a little different way. There's seven stages of grief. And because I believe we feel we've lost the life that we knew, some of us feel we've lost the business, or at least for right now that we knew. And some of us really aren't even quite sure who we are. And so this, the birth or the darkness of the womb, our new birth process, I'm going to make two-part episodes. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what we've lost. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about how to transform that loss into a big win. And we have the time to do it. So that's why I'm creating these two episodes. So some of you might have felt some shock with what's happened. All of a sudden we had lives and busy lives, very busy lives, a lot of us, and now we're at home. If we're fortunate, those that are nurses and pharmacists and medical staff and police officers and those that are helping to volunteer to get people food that need it. Um, I'm just sending you so much love and I invite you to just spend a moment and breathe into your heart and send each and every one of them a beautiful energy ball of light. There you go. It's sent. And some of you might be feeling some denial, anger, bargaining, like, hmm, I wonder if maybe I can just, maybe if I go to CVS and the grocery store uh, every time that I feel like I need to get out, please don't do that by the way, but bargaining, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. You might be feeling feelings of depression or, um, or like a feeling of acceptance you know, just kind of settling into the moment. Maybe you don't wake up as early. Um, maybe instead of doing the laundry that you've needed to do, it, you know that it'll be there tomorrow. And so tomorrow keeps coming and it gets a little bit bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's all okay. It's all okay. 
And the seven steps that I just described to you, believe it or not, are the seven stages of grief. Kubler-Ross would talk about these waves of feelings, denial, anger, depression, bargaining, acceptance, and they come in circles and waves throughout our day. And it's okay. It's okay. Taking a deep breath in. There's a beautiful book by Shel Silverstein, and it's called The Missing Piece. And it's a very simple book, and it shows a circle, like a happy face, but it has a missing part of its pie, so to speak. And that's what the missing piece is. So this little circle, this little black circle starts rolling through life, looking for its missing piece. And it says here on the cover, it's missing a piece and it was not happy. So it set off in search of its missing piece. And it sang a song Oh, I'm looking for my missing piece. I'm looking for my missing piece. Heidi ho, here I go, looking for my missing piece. I believe that's what we're all doing right now in the darkness of the womb. So somebody once said to me, we're not in the darkness of the tomb. We're in the darkness of the womb, our own rebirth. And I think it's a beautiful time to start looking for our missing piece inside. It's okay to have these feelings of shock and denial and anger and bargaining and depression and testing and acceptance. It's okay. I used to call a friend of mine and she used to always say, you're going to be okay and everything is okay. And guess what I always called her for? (laughs) That one statement. So I'm going to say it again because I so know in my heart what a gift this statement is. You're going to be okay and everything's going to be okay. We've just been simply given a window of time to make some decisions. I remember um, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, and I may have talked about this already, but sometimes I think that this time period that we're in, where we're stuck in our homes during the pandemic, is a time where we're supposed to learn how to do it better, how to do it right. And by right, I don't mean perfect, because That's the lowest standard that there is, is perfection. Because nobody can really be perfect. So if you're achieving, if you're trying to achieve what maybe a half a percent, I don't even know if it's achievable, except for maybe one person that's our divinity, right? So I want to start leaning into the questions or the things that you might be asking yourself about your missing piece. 
When we get out of this situation, what are you going to do differently in your lives or your life, your own life? I'm going to take a drink of this chai. The lid was sort of closed, so I got kind of cheated there for a bit. <sighs> that is so good. As I'm sitting here with you, and as maybe you're starting to investigate inside of yourself, where you're missing pieces, and I do invite you to read the book, The Missing Piece by Shel Silverstein. So how, why we're, and how, as we're together today, I'm sitting here looking out at two trees. And these trees are called Bartlett pears. When we moved into our neighborhood 18 years ago, I'm sorry, 30 years ago, we were the 18th house. And right now I'm just watching the mail truck drop the next door neighbor's mail off. And I just heard the car go zooming by because I have the windows open and the birds are cheeping with these two Bartlett pears that I'm looking at right now. What's interesting about these two Bartlett pears is when we moved into our neighborhood and we were the only 18th house, every plot of land at the bottom of the driveway had a Bartlett pear. And the whole reason I believe why they planted these trees is for this time of year. There's little puffs, almost like carnations, of individual flowers that are white with little green tufts of leaves supporting the white little snowball of white flowers. And I have one tree that's not as big, but they're both big. They're both very mature trees. And the other tree is a lot bigger, like it's fuller and wider and taller. But here's the story about the second tree, the bigger tree. One day I was cleaning my daughter's playroom and I happened to look out. And when I looked out, my husband had just got done cutting the grass and everything looked very clean and beautiful. Our tiny, beautiful Bartlett pear tree was all in its glory. And my husband had taken an individual stick and put it in the ground. And I opened the window and I'm like, seriously, Tim, that stick looks ridiculous. It's so little and your grass looks so nice and clean. And now we kind of have a stick. I yelled up kind of like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And so I was so hoping that he'd either forget and plow over the stick or something because I just didn't like the way it looked. The one thing I hadn't anticipated is where he planted this stick, there's like a little gully way in between my house and the next door neighbor's house and the neighbor's house is behind us. And so when it rains, it's kind of like a flow area. All the water flows in between the two houses and it goes right down towards the street. But remember, right before the street is this new stick, this Bartlett pear. 
And every year, this stick got bigger and bigger. And it mesmerized me because it literally was one stick. And now, after probably, I guess, 25 years, this tree is bigger than its original tree. And where my husband had got the stick, it was growing from the bottom of the tree. And so he just cut it off and he replanted it in the ground. And now we have two beautiful Bartlett pear trees. So why I tell you this story right now is because sometimes when we think our lives feel a bit barren, it's a preparation time for something that's going to grow bigger and bloom more lovely and cover and shade more space for protection, for enjoyment. I can actually smell the trees right now, the blossoms, as you're here with me. And I invite you to think of time, of a specific time in your life where you were experiencing great joy. You might have been on a vacation or you might have experienced that great joy just in the last few days. Maybe you (laughs) found something that was funny and you just could not stop belly laughing. That's right. Go right there now and float down into that happy time, that joyful time. How does it feel? Really lean into it. Who was with you? What were you doing? What were they saying to you to make you you laugh? So right in this moment, you are able to immediately change your state. And as we go through these cycles, instead of of grief, of shock and denial and anger and bargaining and depression and testing and acceptance, and sometimes we do that in an hour, I invite you to create a visual image in your mind of what it's going to look like when this is truly over. How are you going to show up? And yes, it's going to be over. There will be a period at the end of the sentence. How are you going to show up differently? What are you going to enjoy more? What are you going to enjoy less? (laughs) So here's the three questions I want you to think about today. And then I'm going to share my reflection on these three questions because I never ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't be willing to do. So what have you lost? Write that down. What have you gained? Write that question down. And what am I now committed to moving forward from this moment? So I took some notes about this 
for myself. And I wanted to share my reflections because some of you might be sitting there thinking, I I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. Because you might be in a, you might be in a, a, a mood of sorts because maybe you don't know how to pay for something or maybe you're concerned that you're not going to get that job that you had that you've kind of been put on pause. Maybe you're afraid you're not going to get it back. But I want you to look at what we do have in our lives, but I think it's easiest to go through what we don't have because that's the story that we're telling ourselves. And it might be the real situation that's actually happening in our lives. And that's what's kind of keeping us up sometimes at night. So let's look at it. Sometimes putting it on the back burner and and I do that. I'm probably the queen of that instead of dealing with it, putting it on the back burner and dealing with it later is probably not to, well, it will not serve us well during this time. So let's get it out there. Um, here we go. I put number one of the things I've lost is the ability to say, (laughs) I don't have enough time. (laughs) I haven't read these for uh, several days, so I'm getting a kick out of myself. Ugh. I've lost the ability to go uh, to get my bagel, my multigrain bagel with bacon, egg, and cheese, toasted, and a large chai latte with extra whipped cream. (laughs) I've lost the ability to place that for an order. And as I uh, read this to you, a plane is going by and it just, I don't know why it just sounds lovely to think about travel. So I'm going to add that to my list, the ability to travel. My $200 of therapy at TJ Maxx, Marshalls and Home Improvements. To have my little binge, I like to get my binge on, of buying candles and journals and um, or something to do with my hair or something to put in my hair or lotions or creams or scarves or shoes or one more top, please. <laughs> I've lost my $200 binge right now. Um, the ability to see my friends at Martini Mondays. I miss connecting with people eye to eye and looking at their bright colors and seeing their pupils move in and out and as they sparkle and get super excited. I miss that connection, um, the live connection. I miss hugging and touching. I just miss the ability to get in the car and just go somewhere where I'm trying to avoid something I want to do in the house, or I just need a little break or I've been, you know, working long hours, long days, and I just want to get out and just go somewhere. And I miss the theater and music. Like I love to go to plays and I love to, um, go see different singers and groups. And I already put travel earlier when I heard the plane. So that's what I feel I've lost. So let's talk about what we've gained. And I invite you to make your own list as we move forward. So what I've gained is sitting still and enjoying sitting still. 
I enjoy waking up to an endless peaceful weekend. I enjoy taking care of me, doing some self-nurturing, um, you know, our fingernails, hair and toenails are back to original by now after three weeks. And I enjoyed doing some things with my fingernails and my toenails and masks for my feet and my face and choosing three nail polishes rather than 300 nail polishes. I enjoy a more organized bedroom because that's what needed to be cleaned up. I enjoy the um, creative cooking out of what we have in our refrigerator and our cupboards when it's like day 10 of waiting for groceries. I enjoy... Huh, hold on, I'm reading my own writing. So what I put is I enjoy the relationship that, as my Aunt Lenny said, Candace Ann's ass is all over the place. (laughs) So what I was trying to say to myself and my poor writing was um, my Aunt Lenny, she's, she's gone now, but she, when I'd call her, she'd say, where are you now? Your ass is all over the place. And I miss my ass being all over the place. Um, the next thing I miss some, I miss taking some quiet moments to reconnect or I, and I've added taking some quiet moments to reconnect to memories that live in my heart, but my ass was running so far away from the pain of all of those that I've lost. Wow. I didn't know I wrote that. So what I was saying there was just taking some time to be quiet with myself and reconnect to the memories of the people that I've lost, which is quite a few people. So being able to just sit and think about the memory of them and even to share them with my son, that's been really fun. Um, I enjoyed saying a rosary with my mother-in-law on the phone. She's 86 years old and... You know, her memory has its little ups and downs, but when she says the glorious mysteries on the rosary, she does not miss a prayer. I've learned, um, I'm just doing different Tai Chi yoga type of exercises, and I cannot recommend them enough. You get to play and move through your own energy. I love that creating this podcast. That's something I've had more time to do. Finding a leftover pizza from the fridge for my favorite takeout. And then the next day, finding a half of my favorite antipasta salad in the bag, in the container. So it was like a real takeout meal. So those are the things I felt I gained. Now, what I commit to moving forward, and I'm sure that this list will grow, but for the moment, to be grateful for abundance and abundant choices of all types, like the special toilet paper that you like or the mayonnaise that you prefer. I commit to having less and clearing out more 
and getting out of the house to do physical activities instead of eating out so much. So instead of saying, let's go and meet for lunch or let's go and meet for dinner, instead let's go and meet at a park or let's go meet at Stoffers and look for gardening things together or smell flowers together. So I want to focus less on going out to eat and more on going out to do something. Playing games with the family and turning the TV off more. I feel that that's something that I've also gained is, um, well, I don't think that we've actually played games. We've talked about it, but my son's laid up in the chair, which makes it a little more difficult. And my husband's being neurotic about like touching cards. So we're trying to figure out a virtual game where we don't have to touch anything. <laughs> so we're still working on that. Um, cooking home more. I commit to that. I've actually enjoyed it. And I'm always made the excuse that it takes too much time and it actually does, but I actually am putting, I should say, and I'm actually putting more love into each cut. Like when I cut Brussels sprouts, I enjoy every cut. And then I even cut them four pieces into four pieces. I just enjoy that rhythmic cutting. So I think it's nice to be able to put love into a meal each night and lunchtime and breakfast. Planning more and, oh, planning more staycations like around the area instead of flying everywhere. Oh, I'm trying to read my writing. I really stink at reading my own writing. Um, I'm trying to looking more, looking, looking names more. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Chill the hell out. I know what that one means. <laughs> it says chill the hell out, Candy. <laughs> um, and the gift of our lives is ours. And that's what I put here is the things that I commit to moving forward. So I invite you to sit today a little bit with that list. A list of the things that you are committing to and the things that you lost and then the things that you gained. And I want you to do that because maybe start keeping a journal of this. What are you willing to change moving forward? Maybe create a nicer savings moving forward in the future or being more money conscious. I know one of the things why I'm sitting here with banana bread, ooh, I think I want a bite of that, is because I had like five bananas that were, um, they had gotten cold, so they were brown and, and a little mushy. And so I didn't want to throw them out. And so I made some bread and I took some bread to hang on people's doorknobs um, for Easter. So I would have never taken the time in my regular life to do that. I would have thought my time was more needed in the business or my business. So it was nice to not be so serious about 
business. And yes, to be focused on what we're doing, but yet being open to our hearts and leading with our hearts, I think is also important. I'm going to have another sip of chai. I wanted to talk, that was a really big sip, I'm sorry, but that really tasted good. <laughs> I was, I had the privilege, I kind of want to invite you to something, and then I want to kind of wind up and see if I can find what I wrote. I closed the book. So I want to invite you to something each day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I have uh, a Facebook group called The Pivot. If you can't find it on Facebook, just go to my website, www.candacehaza.com. And you should be able, somewhere on there, I think it says The Pivot. And you'll be able to see my Facebook group. If not, go... Um, just go to Facebook and type in The Pivot, and you'll see me with my arms opened wide and um, the words in teal that says The Pivot. And so I started this group for all of you. It's complimentary. It's my way of giving back, and it's my way of getting out of bed every morning. Because some days I did struggle, I have to be honest. You know, it was kind of like Groundhog Day. <laughs> when he, you know the clock would go off at six o'clock every morning with a Sonny and Cher song. Um, I can't remember the song. Took my hand. I can't think. I can't think of the words. But every morning you woke up to the same song, and I started to feel like that in my own life. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I didn't have enough variety, and I was really craving that. And so what I'm realizing is I think that we're in the birth of the womb because there's things that we need to release, and there's things that we need to step up into. And that's why I asked or invited you to write those three questions, to write the questions and then to answer them. Because I think that we're supposed to be examining who we were. That's our old identity now. And who we're about to become during this birth process. So let's see if I have this. I found the, the statement that I want to read from a famous woman that I really enjoy. But I want to finish the Groundhog Day loop. So please make sure you take some time to visit those questions because what I believe is going to transcend this pandemic is for us to learn our lessons and for us to commit to a new way of living. All over this world, there's been miracles happening because of lack of pollution, the dolphins, you know, coming out in Venice and the swans and the Chinese being able to see their sky again 
and many, 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 many other things have happened. If you just research them on the internet, you could just see lists of things that have happened because we're sitting still and we're using our resources better. We're not wasting what we have. We're not buying things that we don't need right now. We might be eating a little more sugar then. We did. And I want to help those that are feeling guilty about eating sugar or those that are very health conscious and all of a sudden they're thinking, why do I want sugar? I was watching a show and it actually talked about that sugar is kind of a flight or flea thing that even like on the Navy vessels, they have 600 pounds of ice cream and they're very noted for their ice cream Sunday nights. And it's because like in wartime and stuff that fight or flee thing inside of us, like, oh my God, we're in trouble. We need, like, we're about to be injured. That's kind of how our minds are working. That's not the truth. And so then we crave sugar to give us some energy to move us out of the danger. And so that's why you've been craving it as well as looking for some sweetness in life. So I wanted to give those of you who are feeling a bit guilty about that kind of a break. (laughs) I I don't know if I feel guilty about it or not, but I'm going to have some chai, so I guess not. Ah, there it is. So as I start to conclude this episode, I'm going to include this famous quote from a woman who I really admire, Jane Goodall. If you know her, she... um, Her life story is she completely devoted herself to researching chimpanzees. And I think the whole ape community, I think she did multiple studies and she lived with them. She groomed with them. Like if you go on a site about Jane Goodall, she's actually grooming um, a chimpanzee and the chimpanzee is grooming her. And I always admired her because of you know, how she devoted her life to one thing and did it so well and was so known for what she did. And I had the pleasure one time to go to, I think it was Albright University in Reading, PA, and she was speaking. And the thing that touched me so much about her was just, you could feel her soul on stage And she had a hilarious sense of humor. And she talked about sex with the chimpanzees. And and I liked all of the above. And one of the things I forgot to put that we've gained is the ability to watch like Keith Urban and Carol King and Paul Simon and Jimmy Buffett and so many other celebrities doing what they do best for us for free right there on Facebook. And so as we conclude this, I wish you all so much joy and happiness. And I want to offer these words of wisdom from this beautiful woman, Jane Jane Goodall. At times like these, we see the worst in the best in human nature. So many people during these dark days showing the best of human qualities, compassion, and, oh, shoot. (laughs) I'm sorry, this was going well. Compassion and altruism. 
Let's all use the gift of our lives to make this world a better place, especially at this time. Together, we shall all get through this really difficult time and we shall learn what is truly important in life. Family. Friendships. Love. And above all else, our health. And as we conclude this episode, the lawnmower is running. The UPS truck has just gone by. There's neighbors walking. And there's a sidewalk with sidewalk chalk that says, keep smiling. We're going to get through this. The birds right now are innocently cheeping. They don't know that there's anything that's happened differently, except maybe their air is a little cleaner. So I invite you to part two of this episode of the darkness of the womb where we're going to be rebirthing our own selves during this time. And the next talk that we're going to have is about the seven stages of transformation. So stay tuned and I'll see you on the next episode and catch you later. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.